Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today, we've got a story of getting between a wife and a mom who are at odds with each other. But first, parents won't give me my money back like they said they would. When I was 19 years old, I gave my parents $150,000 to build a new house that all of us and my sister would live in. My dad didn't have enough for the monthly down payment, and my mom said that when we sold our current house that they'll pay me back for the down payment. A year later, when the new house was done being built and our current house got sold, parents won't give me back the $150,000. They kept on saying how they raised me for so many years and took care of me and how I lived for free. What should I do? Should I feel guilty? I really want my money back and I know my parents have more than enough to pay me back. They are not struggling at all. But also our monthly bills are $6,000 a month and my dad pays for everything. So should I still ask for my money back? I'm just sat here wondering how this 19 year old had $150,000 to just give to their parents. I'm guessing that they probably got that money from their parents and therefore their parents are probably very well off, so yes, OP should get their money back. Also hi, I'm Steven and if you enjoy fueling your hatred with these stories of entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, I need a break from my parents. I, 28 year old male, feel so guilty about saying this, but I need a break from my parents. 58 year old male and 49 year old female and I don't know what to do. Ever since I was little, my parents tried to control every aspect of my life. From the toys I played with, to the hobbies and interests I should pursue. Being the eldest of three children, I was told that I need to be the example for my young siblings. They are obsessed with the idea that I needed to work hard just as my dad did to actually be of worth. Me and my brother would go to work with my dad and were not allowed to hang out with friends. Not even during vacations, as we would be working full-time to learn the value of work. Our only escape was staying with my grandparents or any family member, but still, my parents would call and ask them to put us to work, doing something to avoid being lazy. My relationship with my dad is pretty much non-existent. I resent him for not being there for me and just focusing on material stuff. As he's getting older, he's becoming so cheap that it's ridiculous. He only calls me whenever he needs help with his work and expects me to drop everything for him. Otherwise, he would call my mom and they would guilt trip me into doing it. My mom is used to bossing around. She wants to control everything. She needs to have a saying into every decision I make. Otherwise, she starts complaining about how I don't value her and that she bothers me. She's all about what people would say and gets mad if I post something relating trips or events on social media, which I don't really get. I moved from their house 5 years ago to another town 40 minutes away, and they still keep calling and giving me opinions on how to live, that I need a better paying job, they get mad if I book a trip or a vacation instead of saving for a house or a car, which I also do, but they want me to do it at their pace, which honestly stresses me out. They want me to visit them every weekend and will throw a tantrum if I don't. Sometimes I have stuff to do or I just want to rest. 
I'm tired of making excuses just to have some time for myself. It's like they're upset or jealous of me for trying to live a life that doesn't center around them. Now here's the fun part. I'm gay and they don't know it. I don't think I'll ever tell them as I've heard their hateful and homophobic remarks towards other people. When I was around 3 years old, they took me to see a therapist because I liked girls things and they were worried I might turn gay. Well, didn't work and since then they've become obsessed. They would send me to practice sports when I wanted to play the piano or paint. Whenever we were at family events, my mom would be looking at me all the time to see if I was acting manly and would get scolded once we got home for talking to my female cousins for too long instead of playing soccer, or just for not sitting in a manly way. This has caused me to be an overthinker. I have anxiety and I think I bother people, or just make them mad because I'm being myself. I haven't been able to have a successful relationship because of this. I go to therapy as well, as they laughed at me when I told them I felt depressed. One time during a mandatory family therapy session at my brother's school, my dad said I'd done nothing to make him proud to my face. Sorry for the long post, I just needed to get it out of my chest. I feel guilty as we're Mexican and we're told that our culture and religion, we have to honor our parents. But I just need a break from them and their attempts to control my life. I just want to live it on my own terms. I have nice memories with them, not everything is so bad, but things just keep getting heavier and heavier and I feel as if I were to break at any moment. I'm thinking of moving to another city and putting more distance between us, but I don't know what else to do. I think regardless of culture and standards, you gotta look out for yourself and do what makes you happy, and these people not only do not respect OP, but are trying to control OP and honestly seem to make OP miserable. I think OP has every right to distance themselves. Our next story is, an entitled mother rips open the doors on my ambulance, and it does not end well for her. So this just happened last night, and I still can't believe someone would do this. I'm a 30 year old male and a paramedic. I've been an EMS for the past 8 years, and I absolutely love my job. Last night, we were dispatched to a 75 year old female who fell at home. The patient stated that she tripped over her carpet and hit her head when she fell. We arrived on the scene and noticed that the home was a duplex with our patient's door on the right and her neighbor's door on the left. We made our way into the home and found her lying on the floor. The woman was awake and breathing. We started asking her the standard questions. Are you okay? Does anything hurt? Do you remember the fall? Etc. She stated that she had a pounding headache and that she remembers walking to the bed and then waking up on the floor. In my field, that's a pretty big red flag. We notice that she's also got a pretty good lump on the side of her head and a big bruise starting to form already. Noticing the bruise, I asked her if she was on any blood thinners. She said that she was on blood thinners for a previous stroke she had a few years ago. We urged her to let us take her to the hospital because there was a possibility that the fall could have caused a bleed in her brain and she should go to the hospital to get some scans done. She agrees and we begin to package her up. We applied a C-collar around her neck in case of any C-spine neck injuries. She denied any neck or back pain, so we lifted her up and placed her on our stair chair. A stair chair is exactly what it sounds like. It's a chair with tracks that we use to carry patients up and down stairs. As we were getting her out of the house, her neighbor whipped the door open and started yelling about how she couldn't sleep with all the lights and noises outside. 
The sound of the stair chair apparently woke her up, and she was not happy about that. My lieutenant walked over to her and apologized and said that we were dealing with a medical emergency and that we would be leaving soon enough. The Karen neighbor then noticed that our patient was her neighbor, and that's when she started yelling about something totally different. The entitled neighbor started yelling, You can't take her to the hospital. I have errands to run tomorrow, and she needs to watch my kids. My lieutenant again reiterated that we were here for a medical emergency and that her health is more important than her errands. The entitled neighbor let out a loud huff and then slammed the door in his face. We thought that was the end of it. We were wrong. After a few minutes in the back of the ambulance, we told our lieutenant that he could take the engine crew back to the station and that we were going to be heading out in a few minutes. After we checked her vitals, got an IV going and started giving her IV fluids, my partner got out of the back and went up to the driver's seat. About five seconds later, the back doors of my ambulance fly open. And who do I see? The entitled neighbor, of course. Apparently, she needed a few minutes to get dressed before coming outside. I yell at her, What the heck do you think you're doing? She yells back, I told you that she can't go to the hospital because she has to watch my kids tomorrow. She then starts trying to pull the cot out of the ambulance with her patient on it. Luckily, she didn't know how to unlatch the cot and couldn't get her out. Our patient says, I can't watch your kids tomorrow because I fell and I might be having a stroke. The entitled neighbor yells back at her and says, You're fine. You don't need to go to the hospital because you're not having a stroke. My partner then hears the commotion and goes to the back of the ambulance. He pulls her off the cot and I slam and lock the doors. You could tell that the entitled neighbor was about to become combative. It's important to know that either the police department or the sheriff's department responds to our calls too when it's at night. Because of where we were, it took a few minutes for the sheriff's department to show up on scene. But he got there just in time. I couldn't hear much through the door, but I saw the officer get out of his cruiser with his taser drawn. My partner runs back up to the driver's seat and starts heading to the hospital. The last thing I saw through the back windows was the entitled neighbor stomping towards the officer and then her hitting the ground after being tased. Super satisfying to watch. I was talking with my patient and asked what that was all about, and she said that the entitled neighbor would drop her three young kids off at her house and leave for several hours at a time with no notice. My patient had no idea that she was supposed to watch the kids at all, because, again, the entitled neighbor never even gives her a heads up about these things. I honestly think that this lady got exactly what they deserved. I mean, this lady was crazy, and then to go and try to pull somebody out of an ambulance like that kind of makes you realize how little protection probably most EMS has. Like, what if somebody is crazy and tries to, like, jump in the ambulance or gives them a hard time? Our next story is, Entitled Mother-in-Law randomly messaged me and says she wants her stuff back that she gave me years ago. So, I'm back again. This is the same Entitled Mother-in-Law who wanted monthly visitations for her grandson, son's son out of the blue she messaged me yesterday and asks about her lamps and little brown stand that she gave me a while back she wants them all back the lamps she gave me when i moved into my apartment three almost four years ago one of them broke almost right away when i accidentally knocked it over the stand i'm not sure when she gave me but it was a while ago she says her lamps cost around 300 dollars altogether when she bought them 
There was never any discussion that these items were to only be borrowed and given back at a later time. As far as I'm concerned, she gave these to me and I was free to do whatever I wanted with them. I'm not sure what brought this on. This is just a wild guess and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm beginning to wonder if it's because I told her that she and her husband are to supply diapers and wipes while he's on his court-ordered visits with her. She had her visit with my son this past weekend and that's when I mentioned the diapers and wipes. I feel like it was only fair. They supply everything else like food and clothes. She told me before that I don't need to provide extra clothing for my son when he's on his visits because they bought him clothes for when he's there. When I pick him up, they just sent him back with the clothes I sent him with. It doesn't make sense because he's only going to wear these clothes once a month and will outgrow them fast, but it's their money so I can't tell them what to do with it. Like I said, this is my only guess. Because why mention the stuff after so many years? Am I in the wrong here for not giving back their stuff? I don't think OP's in the wrong for not giving back their stuff. One, that's pretty clear-cut gift. Two, I think it's more than fair to expect them to provide for the kid when they're watching the kid. I think what's going on here is just petty trying to get back at you for making them spend more money. I've seen people act in that way before. Our next story is, she threw all of my stuff. This happened two months ago, but I still can't get over it. A lot had happened to me since the beginning of this year. I suffered a lot mentally, and because of that, I decided to drop out of uni last June. I live with parents that call themselves religious, but they're nothing but a bunch of two-faced people who use religion as an excuse to do crappy things. Anyways, when I told them about the dropout, instead of trying to act like parents for once in their lives, my mom decided to throw away all of my clothes that I saved up for years and other stuff that I had a deep connection with while saying, it's all because of the evil eye and what you wear and started to slut shame me. After she did that, I decided to go out for a walk. When I came back, she attacked me with a metal bar or something like that out of nowhere. I was so shocked that I didn't call the cops, and I regret not doing that till this day. Every time, I remember how she did that, knowing darn well how my clothes were the only thing that made me feel like myself. I seriously just want to slap her so bad. Somebody in the comments put out a great suggestion here, and it's something that I've even gotten advice on before in the past too. Even though this happened two months ago, it should be something that you call the non-emergency line and mention and report. Even if they do nothing about it, they're going to have a record of it. If anything ever happens again, you're going to have that record that you can fall back on. Our next story is, my wife and my mom hate each other. I become the victim every time being in the middle. My mom thinks low of my wife for whatever reasons. My wife suffered to a point and then decided to not talk to her anymore. Whenever my mom takes it out on my wife's parents, my wife expects me to go lethal towards my mom verbally. I stopped talking to my mom to avoid any more drama. I miss my parents, especially my dad. I wish my mom set her ego aside and was nice towards my wife and her family. I'm more or less a dead man mentally. It sucks that you have to cut off your mom and or your parents, but I think it's pretty clear that the mom is the one generating grief not just for OP's wife, not just for OP, but their wife's family too. At what point do you see the clear resolution here of straight up cutting out the mom? At what point do you accept that it's beyond... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Reconciliation and that you need to let it go and hope maybe if you give them enough time being cut off from everybody, maybe they'll start changing their ways. Maybe they'll be nicer. I don't know. Our next story is an entitled tarted up mom and free babysitting. 1970s dog patch edition. We had mothers try to pull this crap when my brother and I were little. My younger brother, more social than I, would be allowed to hold a birthday party, usually him and about four or five best friends rampaging around the farm, after school waving sticks and throwing mud at each other, homemade cake and pizza from a kit, plus the ultimate luxury, a rented video cassette. Indiana Jones, as played on a rented VCR and popcorn popped in a pan because Jiffy Pop was an exotic, expensive dainty. Into this decadent gala occasion, something along the line of an Oscars after party somewhere in Hollywood when you're under 12, the inevitable toddler tag-along or tag-alongs would be presented to us by Mommy who, interestingly enough, was dressed for an evening at the local bar. Hmm, you don't say. Anyways, our mom would politely bring up that the invitation was for the boy who was my brother's age, not the tag-along, whose name was not on the invite, which was nothing fancy, just a piece of notebook paper folded in half with a note written on it in ballpoint. We went all out in those days. So, let the drama begin. The tarted up mommy says, but toddler's name here will cry if he or she doesn't get to go to the party like Big Bubby. Translated, I used an entire can of Aquanet, new jumbo rollers, and shaved above the knee. How can you refuse me? My mom says, the invitation was for put boy's name here only. Sorry if you misunderstood, but we were very clear about this in the invitation. The mom says louder, but toddler's name here will cry if she doesn't get to go to the party like Big Bubby. Choose the shapeless toddler already in their Star Wars footy pajamas and fingers jammed up to the second knuckle in both nostrils through our door. My mom turns the toddler around by the top of the head, aiming it up towards tarted up mommy and says, The invitation clearly says that your son, boy's name here, is the only one invited. Here is your child. Tarted up mommy's micro mini skirt now has little handprints outlined in animal cracker crumbs decorating it. The mom brushing off the crumbs while glancing longingly at her car, a huge near hearse of a 1970s Cadillac two-door sedan, idling in our very muddy farm-style driveway says, but toddler's name here will cry if he or she doesn't get to go to the party like Big Bubby. My dad, coming up behind my mom, he's over six feet tall, ex-Air Force, 
The invitation clearly states that boy's name here and not little toddler's name here was invited. Pickup is at 8 o'clock tonight and firmly closes it in tarted up mommy's face and locks it. As we had old style front doors, think 1800s, late 1800s, that locked with a large skeleton key, the sound is pretty obvious. But tarted up mommy doesn't get the hint, she wants free babysitting and doesn't give a crap if whatever's occupying those Star Wars footy pajamas was invited or not because she wants piña coladas, mentholated ciggies, and some rando to wrestle with in the bedroom uninterrupted, which might lead to toddler number two and husband number three with any luck. And we, obviously, weren't getting her message. So she knocks, peering through the frosted glass of our heavy front door. Obviously, there's been a mistake. As little insert toddler's name here is on the same side of the door she is, picking up fresh chicken poop and sniffing it. But for some strange reason, we, on the other side of that door, don't hear her. Instead of unlocking the door as desired, my dad put the key away and went to supervise the chaos of five little boys jumping at the bit over the side of an unopened Chef Boyardee pizza kit, an undreamed of luxury in those days, on the kitchen counter and the homemade cake with the candles left over from a previous birthday party on the same counter by chasing them out the back door to make the chickens' lives miserable with their noise until the pizza was done baking after assembly. Because mom and the chef needed peace and quiet to perform their joint culinary arts. And it's hard to practice any culinary arts when your studio, I mean kitchen, is full of not one but five small bowls in a metaphorical china shop. All the while, through the closed, locked front door, we would hear the call of tarted up mommy realizing she ain't gonna get no uninterrupted time with some rando she met at a local watering hole, and that the toddler of indeterminate gender has just dropped a moistly gummed ding-dong on her chunky-heeled strappy white sandal, so off the caddy charged in a majestic huff. That is, if you can charge off in a majestic huff when your wheels are catching and skidding in the muddy ruts of a rarely graveled rural driveway after snow melt in February. Free-range hens and one moldy-looking rooster squawking in all directions because you interrupted their evening meal as you bottom out on a long, wet arc of mud which splatters your car and everything within a 10-foot radius. And yeah, we had a long driveway and it had been a very cold, wet February, so it was pretty entertaining, especially when she reached the shallow, stony creek at the end where it met the road. Pretty hard to get a big old Cadillac, 1970s luxury edition land barge, over a meltwater swollen stream and up a gravelly ramp designed for trucks and tractors, and not near hearses designed for the streets of a major metropolis. Tarted up mommy managed though, somehow, and yeah, she didn't come get her son till 9 o'clock. I'm not gonna lie, halfway through this story, I just started getting caught up in the writing, and I kinda just took that adventure the rest of the way through. I think the real journey here was the story writing and not even the actual contents of the story itself. I'm just left thinking about all the sleepover type events I had as a kid. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Hires a Babysitter to Do All of Her Housework. So I, 15-year-old female, posted an ad on Nextdoor that I was open for babysitting. I have five years of experience through family and family friends. So while I'm in my second period math class, I get a text asking if I was still looking for work. We'll call her Entitled Mother. 
I respond that I am and that we work out an interview at 4pm the next day. Now where I live, it's super cold this time of year, and I can't drive yet, so I had to walk the one and a half miles in the snow to Entitled Mothers with my backpack still on. When I get to the house, I'm basically thrown into chaos and asked to start helping with the babysitting. I'm confused as we agreed to have an interview, but I take it as more of a trial run and introduce myself to the three kids. After about an hour, Entitled Mother offers to drive me home and asks if I still want the job. Desperate for money, I agree. I tell her my rate is $15 an hour and she immediately shoots me down. Minimum wage in my state is $12. She says that her rate is $7.50 per hour with a 50 cent raise every three months. I want to shoot it down, but I really need the money and say to make up for my lost money, she can drive me home after my shifts, which she agrees to. Cut to today, I get up at 9am and get ready, an entitled mother agrees to pick me up. I get into the car and we chat for a bit when she starts asking about my relationship with my parents. Now, I have a rocky relationship and I don't want to get into it, but she keeps pushing so I eventually tell her. By the time I finish, we'd reach the grocery store because she needed to pick up groceries. Entitled mother leaves me in her car with the youngest, we'll call him R, and the special needs kid who we'll call C. Now R is a COVID baby with attachment issues and he starts screaming for Entitled Mother to come back. I keep him calm enough until Entitled Mother comes back. Now I worry about C because he's crying and seems to be in pain, but he's nonverbal, so he can't tell me what's wrong. I'm stressed and juggling the two of them when Entitled Mother finally comes back and stops crying. Now nothing notable happens until we get to their house. I help R out of his seat while Entitled Mother gets C out of his seat too. The oldest kid, we'll call him E, gets out on his own. When we get into the house, Entitled Mother sets C on the couch and asks me to feed R. So I get him in his high chair and start to feed him, but not even two minutes in? Entitled Mother's telling me to take C up to his room and put on his music. So I carry C up to his room and put on his music and an ad starts and he starts screaming. Entitled Mother comes up in a huff and asks, where's the freaking music? I have issues with adults yelling at me, so I point to the iPad and say there's an ad. She rolls her eyes and tells me to go finish feeding R while she goes in her room. I finish feeding R and clean him up when Entitled Mother comes down again and tells me to vacuum the upper floor. Everything else is hardwood. I run upstairs to get the vacuum and start it with R's room and then E's room, which I had to pick both up before vacuuming, and avoid C's room upon Entitled Mother's request. I finish and put the vacuum away, and before I've even finished wrapping up the cord, Entitled Mother tells me to go wrap Christmas presents for her. So I go downstairs, make all the gift bags for her friends, and start wrapping Christmas presents while I listen to a podcast. I haven't even finished wrapping E's gifts when she demands I come upstairs and switch out the laundry and load and unload the dishwasher. Meanwhile, C is screaming and Entitled Mother is watching Netflix on the couch. I go to check on C and Entitled Mother yells at me and tells me that I'm not done with the dishes. I walk back and feel horrible as C cries on and on. When I finish, I go to check on C and she tells me not to bother and just to go home for the day. I ask her if she can drive me as the agreement stated and she says no because she didn't feel like it. 
at the end of the day, I made $19.50, and she didn't even give me the money. The thing is, I really need a job so I can save up to move out of my toxic household, so I agreed to come back tomorrow. I really wanted to work with kids, but all Entitled Mother seems to want me to do is clean her house for her, and that was not why I was hired. But until I get another babysitting gig lined up, I'm stuck as a housekeeper for less than minimum wage. I really think, considering how much Entitled Mother is paying OP, that their time legitimately is better spent staying at home, trying to find other places to reach out and offer services for a reasonable wage. I mean, this whole thing is just insane. OP should not keep doing that. That said, our final story of the day is, last time I babysit for my mother, I'm 19 going on 20. I moved out almost a year ago now. I moved out because I did everything for my mom and my family and got no appreciation or anything in return. Just a thank you and a pat on the back. My mom and stepdad got tickets to a comedy show with my grandma, but needed someone to babysit. Only people she has is me or my brother, just turned 21. At first, I was offered the tickets, but turned them down because I wasn't comfortable going out with my grandma. We aren't close and butt heads a lot. And offered to babysit my sister, 4 years old, after I did my plans, which was go to a birthday party on my biological dad's side for our younger brother and go out with some friends. I made the plans a week before. I'm out with my friends and my boyfriends around, maybe 4.30. The show starts at 8. Doors open at 7. As we were hanging out, I get a text that says, please be here by 6.30 to babysit because we have to leave in order to pick up family friend. She also had a ticket but needed a ride. I'm now upset because I'm on a time crunch because I thought I could get there at 7 because the show starts at 8. I apologize to my friends and tell them we have to rush, so we go out to eat, eat quick, and I make it to my mom's at 6.20. They leave about 15 minutes later, and I'm chilling with my sister watching the World Series. Got her dinner and just hanging out. Older brother comes in from said birthday party, we went separately, and I ask him if it was okay for him to take over. He says, well, my friends are having a watch party, and they drink in devil's lettuce. I said, well, we have that here too, and he says, no, it's okay, and leaves to said friend's house. Side note, every other birthday party for our brother, he's never gone to, but on this day that I babysit and my parents go out, he stays all day at the party. Besides the point, I'm annoyed because I now know he did this on purpose. I continue babysitting and tell my sister after the game, it's time for bed. She agrees and once the game's over, I set her up for bed, around 10 to 10.30. Her bed's in my parents' room, so I lay on my parents' bed and she lays in hers. But then she didn't go to bed for another two hours, just crying and complaining she doesn't want to go to bed. I'm texting my parents for an ETA on when they're coming back because I have work at 9. No answer until 11.30 saying show's over and they want to go to IHOP. I'm mad because I say I have work in the morning and they wanted to go to IHOP. My boyfriend and I left at 1am. I cried because I thought I was at least going to get paid. This whole experience sucks, but you have to look at it as a learning experience and know next time. You might love those people, but you gotta love them from a distance. You can't do anything for them because very clearly they're just going to take total advantage of you. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.